Hello and welcome to Football Scotland Daily, the podcast that brings you all the big news, analysis and debate Monday to Friday, just in time for your daily commute. I'm Gaby Mackay and I've got a cold, so doing most of the vocal heavy lifting today is the one and only Adam Miller. How you doing? On the pod today, we'll be discussing the latest transfers and rumours, Ryan Gold's move to the Portuguese second division and some seagull issues in Dumfries. Can you tell we might be a little bit short on content today? <laughs> You could just loop that laugh as well and that will cut it maybe three or four minutes into it. Make it some sort of terrifying dubstep track with just your your evil laugh sort of going round and round again. I mean, that's really the end game of this podcast is dubstep. Yeah, that's that's where it's going, folks. Keep listening. We will get to dubstep eventually. So we've had a couple of uh, transfer rumours and actual confirmed transfers today. We're not going to talk about Kieran Tierney again. I think we've done that to death. We'll return to the subject of Kieran Tierney if and when he makes a move. Uh, but we've had a guy with, a th- uh, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing wrong, but I think has one of the best names in Scottish football at the moment, Mr. Funzo Ojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's moved to Aberdeen, uh, having been in talks with Hibs. I think Paul Heckingbottom thought that the deal was done in May and then basically implied that Ojo uh, basically demanded more money and took more money at Aberdeen. McInnes has hit back and saying said it wasn't about money, that they put the same offer on the table as Hibs, and it was uh, for football reasons. Now, I think it's probably fair to say, Adam, neither you or I know a huge, much, uh, a huge amount about old Funzo, but what I want to know is the McInnes hecking bottom. Is this a beef in the making? You would like to hope so. I mean, most of these, you know, these beefs tend to develop organically, um, but I think uh, you would worry if we got uh, to the start of the season and there wasn't already a beef in Scottish football. McInnes has got form, particularly enjoyed his beef with Craig Levine last year, uh, which got quite childish. And, uh, and a yeah, good there was something about, a, something about a phone call? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, you said this and you called me and uh, I can't remember the exact wording, but I don't think either of them came out of it looking brilliant, to be honest. Um, and uh, I think in this case... From listening to what Ojo had to say about the signing, I think McInnes may just have kind of gone the extra mile in terms of showing his commitment to sign Ojo. Um, I think Ojo was either in Edinburgh or he was heading to Edinburgh and McInnes called him as soon as Aberdeen's game finished last Thursday night and said that he really wanted to sign him. And I uh, I think Ojo appreciated that and I don't know if there's that much more to it. It certainly makes things... A bit more feisty, and it may result in Ojo getting an interesting reception during the first Aberdeen Hibs game of the season or the first visit to Easter Road. But I think uh, I, I, I think it maybe has the makings of a beef, but we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, because we do, we do, we do like the the spats and stuff. Because you know, the, while the football may not always be the best, the the off pitch stuff is always brilliant. Yeah, we have had an actual. Confirmed transfer today, Livingston have signed someone called Ibrahima Savan, who played against Aloha for them the other day. Now, I'm not going to ask you to comment on him, because I'm sure you haven't seen him play. You're making a lot of assumptions about me here, Gaby. Well, if you'd like to give us 10 minutes about Ibrahima Savan, then you go straight ahead. No, I haven't seen him play. (laughs) Um, So, Livingston, they haven't done a huge amount of business this summer, and with Halkett, Kelly and Gallagher have all gone... 
do you think it's important that they really get some get some players in and some players of the right standard, uh, having lost players like that? Because if not, could they struggle this season? It's an interesting one with Livy. They finished ninth last season. I think it was 11 points between them and 10th placed Hamilton. Um, never a team that were talked about last year as relegation fodder. However, um, with the likes of Kelly and Halkett going, there's a possibility that they could get sucked in. I still don't think they'd be prime relegation candidates but there is always that worry going into the season um they've got the keeper uh, on loan from villa i think it's sarkic made a couple of saves the other night in the shootout against falkirk um so if he's on loan from aston villa he's probably got a decent pedigree um however those are big names that they need to replace um and I think time will tell in terms of whether they get sucked in. I still don't think they'll be sort of prime candidates for relegation, but the next couple of weeks are important in terms of strengthening the squad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they've obviously got probably one of the smaller budgets in the division as well, so yeah. they'll kind of be battling against that. I didn't, didn't actually realise that about about the shootout. Um, yeah. No, I, I I quite like the Summer League Cup, Betfred Cup thing, but they really need to get rid of that shootout, man. It's so stupid. Yeah, I, I think the, the highlight... That are the best shootout ever was it was it Hearts was it Dunfermline it was when the the game had already been like their their future in the competition had already been decided and they still had to have the shootout afterwards and it was like just all the just this sort of surreal scene of a completely pointless shootout and the one thing that everyone loves about a shootout is the tension and it was just completely lacking yeah I was at one last year uh, I actually I was uh, the first game of the League Cup last year come on at St Mirren I was actually sitting in the St Mirren end with a St Mirren supporting friend of mine it was 0-0 it was the most dreadful game you've ever seen and then yeah. after that you have to go through a penalty shootout in <laughs> which uh, I think it was probably about 2-1 on penalties like everybody kept missing you're just like this is just torture so uh to digress a little bit um if the you know as we as we've discussed we know peter lawwell listens to this show so if neil doncaster <laughs> and the sfa listen to this show get rid of the shootouts please so has peter lowell had anything to say specifically about our podcast no, it's just that just his, his actions and you know going after Turnbull when we said he should and stuff like yeah. that. We just, I, I just assume he listens. Uh, yeah, just, I mean it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean who wouldn't? Uh, and before we get any conspiracy theories on the internet, I I am joking. None of us have ever spoken to Peter Lawwell. Uh, I don't I, want. Uh, I thought you were going to say I'm sure Dave King also listens. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Dave King and Rangers, see that was absolutely seamless. That. Mm. Um, They've suffered a bit of a blow, Rangers, in the pursuit of Ryan Kent. If reports are to be believed, he was being watched by none other than Leeds United manager Marcelo Bielsa the other day in Liverpool's friendly win, where he has he was involved in all three goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think if Leeds come in with a permanent bid, you think that would probably be curtains for Rangers, given they probably couldn't afford to match them financially? I think if it was a permanent bid, then that's Rangers completely out the running there, because Liverpool will be looking for a substantial fee for him. Even if it's a, even if Liverpool do decide to allow him to go out on loan again, I think there's a reasonable chance that Klopp, if he had a say in it, would prefer Kent to go to Leeds, having already with Kent already having had a season in Scottish football under his belt. I think Klopp would probably prefer him to get experience in England. Um, t- the Kent thing's all a strange one because. I mean, we've again the same with Tierney. We've done it to death in this podcast. But Kent is an entertaining player when he gets the ball at his feet. But the, the stats aren't incredible when it comes to Kent. He's just an entertaining player when he gets the ball at his feet. I don't think 
he's irreplaceable for Rangers. I don't think. I think his if if Rangers don't get him back this summer, I think his presence will he'll be missed in terms of uh, the kind of you know the way he gets the fans on his feet when he's got the ball. But I don't th- I don't think there's anything in terms of goals and assists that Rangers can't compensate that that, that can't be uh, found elsewhere in that Rangers squad. I don't, I don't, I I think Liverpool might be keen to hold on to him this summer, um, and if he does go uh, out on loan, I think Leeds would have an advantage over Rangers there. Yeah, um, you think as well he'd improve working with Bielsa and stuff. Not that I'm saying that Steven Gerrard's not a great manager, but we know how respected Bielsa is by mm-hmm. his fellow managers, so you yep. could see why Liverpool might want that. Yeah, and uh, you've been our Italian football guy, I'm sure you've got plenty of... Uh, Bielsa memories? Well, he, he never actually made it to Italy. He did agree to manage Lazio and then uh, two days into his contract he hadn't turned up and he just said he wasn't <laughs> going, which is why okay. they call him mad. Um, yeah, he was at Marseille and he resigned, I think. Well, he had he was there for one season then he resigned one game into the next season saying, my work here is done. <laughs> after, after I think, a, a draw, which I'm not sure. Right, okay. uh, he also sat on a coffee, which was very amusing. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, he throttled a forklift truck driver, I believe, when he was in Spain. Uh, have 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 we not all done that at some well, point? Yeah. In our lives? Well, I, I think it's, I think he wasn't. They were building a new training ground because Bielsa had uh, demanded it, and the forklift truck driver was they all putting something in the wrong place, and he was going right. stop, stop, okay. stop, and he wouldn't stop, so he grabbed him by the throat. Uh, as you do. Yes, uh, that's why El Loco they call him. Uh, mm. Have you also have you ever heard him trying to pronounce Ipswich? <laughs> no. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, if I'd known this was going to come up, I would have got a sound clip. But folks, look at at home, look up uh, Marcelo Bielsa trying to pronounce Ipswich. He just does it three times and then he just gives up. <laughs> uh, it's very good. Anyway, that's a, after that slight uh, Bielsa-related digression, we'll return to the continent where Ryan Gold has completed his move to Ferenc, or Ferenc, Ferenc, I think it'd be in Portuguese, in the Portuguese second division. He's got a club record buyout fee in his contract of €4 million. Now, obviously, he spent the second half of last season on loan at Hibs. I think he only made, what, six appearances. He had uh, had a lot of injuries. He's 23 now, and by my reckoning, he's only played 55 senior games since moving to Sporting. So I think the question is, is is it too late for him to sort of really revive his career? I mean, he's probably not going to be the player we all hoped he would be, you know, when people probably a little unfairly were calling him mini Messi. I mm-hmm. mean, I think we can say he's not going to get to that level. But do you think it's too late for him to sort of resurrect his career? I don't think it's too late. I mean, if this move turns out to be successful for him, then he's got, you know, 10 years of playing at a decent level ahead of him. Um, you're right to say that there was a lot of pressure put on his shoulders when he was maybe 17, 18. And the thing with, uh, the th- thing with Gold is he's always given the impression... Um, when he's been talking of having a slightly older head on his shoulders, he's not, you know, when you hear him getting interviewed, um, not just, not just in how he talks, but the things he says, he doesn't come across as your average, um, monosyllabic player. You know, he seems like a thoughtful guy, and as I've said before, I think you have to take your hat off to him for making that switch at a very young age, which I think a lot of players would have been too intimidated to do and I think he's he went right out of his comfort zone it's been probably at best hit and miss for him 
He's certainly not established himself in the Sporting Lisbon team, but I think he'll have picked up a lot it's of valuable... Just, just Sporting, they hate that. Oh, yeah, we I had this discussion yesterday. This. You were warned, a sporting, <laughs> yeah. a sporting club to Portugal. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt okay. your flow, continue, just in case there are any Portuguese people listening. Sitting sit there with Peter Lowell. Yeah. And Dave King. And Dave King. All yeah. gathered round, having a listen to Football Scotland yep. daily. Yep. Um, no, I, I, I think, you know, he didn't establish himself in the sporting team, but... I think he will have learned a lot from his time there and from the various loan spells that he's had. Um, I think it will have... You know, we're speculating because really apart from the the loan spell at Hibs last season, how much have we actually seen of gold in the last few years? Um, The under-21 game and some sort of Y-scout clips when he came to Hibs, you know. Exactly. So we're we're generally speculating about the level he is now at. He didn't set the header on fire at Hibs last season, but there could be extenuating circumstances for that. Um, and he didn't get that many opportunities. So I think he, he will have learned a lot from that time away. I don't think it's too late for him to... I don't even want to say resurrect his career because he's... I, I don't think it's gone off the rails or anything like that. No. I think he's just had some setbacks. And I think uh, I think the fact... He feels like he's been around... You know, he has been on people's lips for years. He was maybe 17, 18 when he had that breakthrough at Dundee United and everyone was, as you say, calling him the mini Messi. So he's been around for a good few years now, but he is still only 23. So he's not a guy that's anywhere near reached the peak of his career and what he's capable of. And you don't lose the talent and the potential and the ability that he had, that he clearly had when he was at Dundee United and he made that switch to sporting. Um, so I I don't think it's too late for him, and I'd really like to see it being a success story. And whether that's at his new club or further down the line, um, I think he'll be able to kind of implement the the lessons that he's learned over the last few years. And I don't think he's the type of player to let the kind of setbacks that he's had, you know, derail what comes uh, what what sort of lies ahead for him. Yeah, absolutely, and you'd think, I mean, as I said, I think uh, he's 55 senior games, he's at this club now, French, or again, someone can write in and tell me how to pronounce it, mm-hmm. but he's got a two-year contract with an option for a third, so at the very least he's going to be playing football, which yeah. I think obviously at his age he needs, and you know, you say we haven't uh, seen a great deal of him, obviously, which is true, I've actually, there's a Portuguese journalist I follow on Twitter, whose name I'm going to butcher, his name's Tiago Esteval, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but he's actually been... Actually, he just prefers Tiago, Gabe. Does he, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's actually been sort of very strident in his defence of gold, that he said when he has played, he's actually been very good, he's just been unlucky with managers not liking him, injuries, whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah. he has had just various setbacks, so it's not necessarily that he's just a, a bad player, and... Yeah. I think when he was at Hibs in the brief appearances he made, you know, you could see he had technique, you could see he had talent. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he, he certainly didn't, as you said, he didn't set the heather alight. Uh, when I've seen him for the Scotland under-21s, he certainly looked like a player with talent, perhaps yeah. uh, as well not, not suited to some of the some of the football we've seen our under-21s play, yeah. uh, which isn't always the most, the most cultured. So, yeah, I think it's just one of those where you have to... Uh, as you say, applaud him for for making that move at such a young age, for having the courage to go abroad, which not a lot of Scottish players do unless it's Mm -hmm. England, although we've seen more recently. We've obviously got uh, Henderson, who's in uh, Verona, uh, Harvey St. Clair as well, uh, in Italy, Venezia, I think. Uh, Jack Jack Harper, who was born in Spain, but he's playing in Spain as the former United goalkeeper who's in Spain, whose name escapes me. I'm sorry about that, folks. But yeah, so, and that, 
I think uh, in general players should be applauded for for having the guts to do that kind of thing. Absolutely. And finally, we're going to move on to what I think has the potential to be, as July is a big shout, Mm -hmm. which I think has the potential to be the best Scottish football statement of the 2019-20 season. See, I managed to miss most of this. I got a sort of vague outline of it last night on Twitter while I was wading through my uh, very mixed bag of responses to uh, the Megan Rapino piece I wrote yesterday. Um, but I, I managed to miss this, which is the guy who runs Old From Facts is pretty much a dereliction of duty, isn't it? It is basically like, well, when I mentioned this, I thought, oh, well, if anyone's going to have seen it, it'll be Old From Facts. People yeah. will have been sending it, but but apparently you hadn't. So fortunately... I have it printed off here, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it to you. I might might do some little sort of annotations, but basically here's here's how this is, you know, club statement. Yeah, it gets the full thing. I clicked it because I thought, you know, we're journalists. You've got to get. I'm like, have, have, have they sacked the manager? Is yeah, yeah. Is Stephen Doby broken his leg? What's happened? But we get following our game against Motherwell on Saturday, we received a number of complaints regarding the seagulls at Palmerston. Right. Which, for an official club statement, you know, it's already it's, it's very Scottish football already. Yeah, uh, we're well aware of the issues, and although it's a pretty much impossible task, we've tried various things to try and eradicate the problem, which is fair enough. One of these various things was our groundsman Kevin and others were at the ground until eleven thirty on Friday night trying to keep them off the park as they roost on it, causing all sorts of problems. <laughs> So I've just got this image of poor Kevin chasing <laughs> seagulls around a pitch. Was, was it not Ian McCall last summer? He was doing an interview, and as the interview was going on, a seagull just flopped to its death. Yeah, some people have suggested that, that they need to get Ian McCall in to <laughs> to deter the seagulls. But I just I just love the thought of just poor Kevin. Like, can I go home? It's like, no, there's one over there. And he runs over, he clears one half of the pitch, and they land the other side. It's just, it just tickled me. Um, so... It's very disheartening for everyone, as many people gave up their time, uh, that's incorrect grammar, but never mind, on Sunday 30th <laughs> of June to come in to help with the Palmerston tidy up, which yeah. involved the cleaning of seats, as you can see from the picture taken on the day. Mm. So they've actually included a picture just to prove that they actually did try and clean up the seats, because nice. I'm assuming they've had some feedback about um, seagull droppings. Quite possibly. Unfortunately, with the number of seagulls that have taken up residency, the hard work carried out that day has been undone. <laughs> football grounds are a great attraction for them and we've already tried playing birds of prey noises after the, <laughs> over the sound system <laughs> oh that's so sad. yeah again someone's just obviously had to sit there on iTunes looking up eagle noises <laughs> and downloading like eagle well maybe they just played the eagles I was thinking there was, <laughs> the, there was a fat boy slim song bird of prey as well oh yeah bird there was of prey. yeah yeah well Bird Have we cleared the rights for Bird of Prey by <laughs> Well, I was about to go in a bit of Hotel California, but because mm. Birds of... I mean, I think technically Birds of Prey noises would include that Fat by Slim song or indeed the Eagles. The oh, second yeah. one they've tried is flying Bird of Prey kites above the stands, <laughs> but, the, but they eventually get wise and come back. <laughs> which is essentially a football club saying they're being outsmarted by some seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is uh, this is getting added to the to the yeah. old fun facts summer pattern <laughs> yeah. roundup. Um, and then they've just got some excuses. With the game starting early, the club has been horribly stretched in the last week or so. This just sounds like a really sort of like you know like uh, 
if like you know your mum's really stressed out about something she's just listing off things that are going wrong yeah uh, so with the game starting early the club's been horribly stretching the last week or so the reserve squad aren't back yet the staff are on holiday and maternity leave we've had kit and tickets to print as well as covering the office and shop as well as getting a game with a decent sized crowd on so we'd be grateful if you can bear with us spelled wrong and use the litter <laughs> bins provided and hopefully it won't be too long before the seagulls move on and the rather chilling we will continue to pursue other ways to deter them. <laughs> no <laughs> suggestion as to what these other ways are. No, no, uh, there isn't. Um, which makes me think they haven't really thought it through. Uh, possibly hiring some sort of eagle. I don't. I don't know how you how one goes about hiring an eagle. <laughs> um, I, I remember years and years ago. I was a lot younger, and I was at a game with my dad, and there was like, we, there was like a bird's nest. Uh, 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 sort of higher up in the in the stand, and it, it sort of sticks from the from the nest were kind of falling onto us and people around us, and then there was this massive guy in front of us, and he get hit by what he thought was one of the the sticks, and he turns around and starts swearing and you know going birds 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 right. And um, was it Frank McAvenny? Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Can I get through this this story without you seeing Frank McAvenny?" Sorry. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Right, continue. So he turns around in his Partick Thistle away top. No, so he, t- he, he the guy turns around and starts ranting about birds, and then the person next to him points out that it was actually, it, in this case, it wasn't the birds. It was uh, some balloons that someone had chucked from the back of the stand, and my dad. And his most my dad moment turned to the guy and goes, huh, "It's been a while since I've seen a bird with balloons like that." <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! And there's your apple not falling far from the tree. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah I remember. Uh, well, there's quite a few clubs. I think Crystal Palace have uh, an eagle that flies around the pitch, and I believe someone tried to punch it once, which I've always like. You know, well, that's like the Newcastle fan punched a horse. Punched a horse, yeah. 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 But the one that I've always liked is Lazio have an eagle that flies around their uh, stadium, which is called Olympia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eagle, not the stadium, or the stadium. It's called the Olympico. And there was one time it was just flying along and got attacked by a pigeon. And I'm like, how rubbish do you have to be as an eagle mm. to get attacked by a pigeon? Like that eagle, when it goes home and goes and sees all its eagle mates, it's going to be getting the slagging of a lifetime. What's like the what's like the is like the aviary equivalent of being emasculated? Like, yeah, like, uh, being clucked. Being cl- This is another podcast where our editors often. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't beat that. Not even yeah, try. Right, okay. <laughs> um, do you have any more um, animal uh, football related stories? Um, not off the top of my head, no. Well, I guess then we'll have to leave it at that. Listeners, why don't you write in with your favourite animal or football related stories? And that includes you, Mr. Lowell, <laughs> or Mr. King, or, or whoever else we said listen to it. So that's all from us here at Football Scotland for today. We'll be back tomorrow before 4pm just in time to make your daily work commute that little bit more bearable. You can get more from us at the Football Scotland website or on our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, The Twitter is at football underscore Scott. 
to ask a question or make a comment to us individually, you can get me on at Gary Mackay and Adam on at Old Fun Facts One. You can also uh, leave us a review on iTunes and you can leave us some comments, although possibly don't leave us a review based on today's episode <laughs> unless you happen to be uh, an eagle enthusiast. I don't know, I don't think anything in the podcast we've done up to this point has topped clucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be interesting to see what happens if Johnny listens to this podcast. Uh, so until tomorrow, thanks for listening. And I may not be on tomorrow because Johnny may have sacked me. 